Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Emma is here today. She's currently 24 weeks pregnant and been reading about how best to care for her unborn child. She is aware that she should avoid cleaning her cat's litter box, but has also read that cat ownership, especially during childhood, has been linked to adult mental illness in men. She's expecting a boy and asked her advice as to whether she should give her cat away so that her son might not have this exposure. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and the founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Frank. Great to be speaking again. Bob, I'm a pretty open-minded guy, but one of the things I'm not is a big cat lover. Cats and psychosis? Tell me more. Yes, Frank. Now, I myself have actually never wanted to pet cat. Uh, By the way, my best pet was a white rabbit. Turns out you can actually litter train an indoor rabbit as a pet, and they don't claw up your favorite furniture. Anyways, uh, turns out that childhood cat ownership has been inconsistently associated with developing psychosis in adulthood. And that was surprising to me until I had read this study. It's been hypothesized that this relates to exposures to infectious agents similar to PANDAS, right? Pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep infections. So this study looked to see if there was an association between childhood cat ownership, specifically outdoor rodent hunting cats with adult psychosis, looking for perhaps an infectious etiology. Wow. Well, I've heard and understand there's significant controversy about pandas, but I had not heard of this association between cat ownership and psychosis. How did they do this study? Yeah, this was interesting. It was actually in Montreal, and it was a a study of over 2,000 adults aged 18 to 40 years of age. They were randomly approached in uh, public places, as I said, in downtown uh, Montreal, Canada, and they were asked to complete a questionnaire about unusual psychic experiences. Now, they were uh, incentivized to do this because they had a 1 in 25 chance of winning 50 bucks if they provided their information to be sent to survey. Questionnaire included questions about childhood cat ownership from birth to the age of 13, whether the cat was non-hunting indoor pet or an outdoor rodent hunting pet, that is, the cat was known to catch rodents, their season of birth, how many moves they'd had in childhood or that any head trauma, and tobacco association, uh, tobacco smoking. Then they used uh, this survey. It was called the Community Assessment of Psychic Experiences, which I hadn't actually heard of it before, but this is a survey that's often used in uh, psychiatric research. And they looked at the frequency of psychotic experiences within the 15-item subscale of that survey. And so it examines the lifetime occurrence of hallucinogens, such as hearing voices, uh, delusions, such as feeling like you're persecuted, or other unusual experiences, like uh, someone's thoughts have been withdrawn from yourself. And the frequency of each of these items is reported on a four-point scale from never to nearly always. And the associations between those exposures that we talked about were compared to their psychotic experience scores 
And they were looked at with linear regression for age, sex, and other interactions that were that may have played a role. Okay, so a survey in downtown Montreal asking all sorts of questions about psychotic events. What were the findings? Yeah, well, it turns out, <laughs> I thought it was yeah, interesting to have that. Rodent hunting cat ownership was associated with higher PE scores in male participants versus non-hunting or no cat ownership, but not in female participants. When factoring other variables, the highest mean PE score, psychotic experience score, was in a class that was comprised of non-smokers with more than one residential move, head trauma history, and rodent hunting cat ownership. And the interaction, and there was 22 of these, by the way, so 22 out of the 2022, yep, so about 1%. The interaction between rodent hunting cat ownership and head trauma history was also supported by then a linear uh, regression model. And so they noted this is the very first study to actually examine exposure of indoor cats from cats that were not allowed to go outdoors, with the results showing only a positive relationship with outdoor cats. So they say that their data suggests and I believe this is probably a suggestion, rodent hunting, childhood cat ownership has a conditional association with developing a psychotic experience later on in adulthood for males. Okay. So this is a retrospective self-reported analysis, people recalling what they think happened in their youth and their current experiences. So there, it's got the potential for some biases. Has there been any other research looking at the role of cat ownership and its implications on psychiatric diagnoses and conditions. Yes, well, that's actually what prompted the study. Apparently, there's um, about a dozen, or a little less than that, published studies on the topic, and the results are inconclusive. About half of them suggest a link between cat ownership and psychosis later on in life, but no research findings have been conclusive. And many will be happy to know, by the way, that the suspected culprit is not the cat but rather exposure to the taxoplasmosis gondii. So this is a common parasite we know is carried by rodents and sometimes found in cat feces. And apparently, if you look at this and you do antibody studies, this agent affects about 30% of the human population. And again, transmitted by cats and causes toxoplasmosis. Well, toxoplasmosis is like all these wonderful things we have, flu-like symptoms. Most affected individuals, though, are asymptomatic. And that's why we advise pregnant women to avoid litter box because an infant born to an infected mother can have serious complications. Coming back to our patient, Emma, by the way, you know, I tell her not to worry, uh, you know, but we always recommend that pregnant patients avoid cleaning litter box to avoid such exposure. And so while this, rep this research has not been replicated, I think that care in changing litter box and washing one's hands after are prudent recommendations for everyone. And if you do have perhaps an infant male, you need to be careful about, uh, you know, hand to mouth exposures. Wow. It raises many questions. Uh, I guess I'll think a little bit more about patients who are having psychotic issues to at least check them for toxo. Bob, this is really interesting information. And it's pretty cool that this study was part of a larger long-term project called Envirogen, led by Dr. Suzanne King from McGill, where they're examining the role of environmental and genetic risk factors for severe mental health issues like schizophrenia. Bob, very cool. Thank you again. Practice pointer. Ask families about outdoor cat ownership, and if so, counsel care and caution around handling that litter box. Join us next time when we talk about practice-changing management of osteoarthritis of the knee. It's different than what you may think. 
Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.